Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning, everyone. I want to invite you to stand as we begin our service today, and we are going to praise the Lord. Are you ready to praise the Lord this morning? I so much enjoy leading worship. I hope you enjoy worshiping with me. We have come here to worship the Lord. Let's praise him today. I'll praise in the valley, praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure, praise when I'm down.
lift up praise to you. Can you give the Lord a clap offering of praise this morning? Just shout your praise and worship to the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Do you believe God is good this morning? Well, all right, you can be seated this morning. We'll get back into worship in just a few moments. My name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here at Hillside, and we are so glad that you're here today because God has something great that he wants to do in you and then through you. Do you believe that? Oh, a couple people do. I got to tell you, I feel like I got the spirit of Chris Kafer on me today. I don't know if it's just, I just like, woo, I'm just ready to go. Uh, I just believe God is going to do some great things. If you're a guest with us, welcome. We'd love for you to stop by our, our table before you leave today. We've got some gifts that we'd like to put in your hands and get to know you. Uh, and you can feel free to ask us any questions that you might have uh, about our church. We're excited that you're here today. I want to do just a couple of announcements, and then we'll get right into worship uh, first off, on Wednesday, uh, if you'd like to go singing at the Assisted Living Home uh, with us, uh, we're going to meet here at 445 on Wednesday afternoon. We've got a couple facilities that we'll go and visit. There will be no adult Bible study on Wednesday night because we're going to go do that instead. Uh, so we'd love for you to come out and join us. We're going to have a great night of fellowshipping and just lifting people's spirits. Uh, a couple other things that are coming up. Our annual business meeting is right around the corner on Sunday, uh, February 25th. Uh, you'll find on the table in the foyer, we have our reports ready for you, so you can pick those up, as well as our bylaw resolution. We talked about that last week. Please look over that resolution. Uh, and if you have questions, if you can ask us beforehand, that would be great, because uh, if we do, do need to make some changes or if we can answer some of the questions ahead of time, that'll just make that business meeting uh, go so much. Here to play, that's Friday, Mark Bulletin. If you need some help with that, just contact the office. We're happy to, to help you and assist you in getting those tickets. And then Sunday, March 3rd, uh, from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. is going to be the Ripon Area Fire Department Chicken Barbecue. That is always amazing. We always want to uh, help out our ministry partners, and we love our fire department here. So if you would like to get tickets for the chicken barbecue, they're $11 today, and you can see Ron Fader in our foyer to get your tickets today. I don't see him right now. He might be out on a fire call, but... He, he has got tickets in the back for you. Here he is right here. If you don't know who Ron is, that's the guy you see for your chicken tickets. So uh, make sure you get those uh, today or next week. Get those in advance. You'll get the best price, 11 bucks. All right. Are, are we competing for better prices? So no? Okay. Same price, either or. Uh, so make sure you get those. All right, kids. Are you ready to go with Miss Jackie today? Yes? Jeb's already downstairs. We don't have a video for Jeb today. He's like, Chris Caper's disappointed. Like, there'll be therapy later, buddy. Okay, it's all right. We're going to have a good service. All right, kids, you are dismissed to go with Miss Jackie at this time. Hey, let's do this. Let's stand to our feet. Are we ready to praise the Lord this morning? God is good, and he is here in our house today. Lord, we thank you. God, that you are moving in this place. Lord, we lift up those who are uh, afflicted with illness this morning, unable to be with us in this church service. Lord, we pray that your spirit would be upon them, that you would bring healing. And Lord, we pray for your word that's going to be preached later today, that our hearts would be ready to receive it, that God, there is something greater that you are doing. We are in a very special season, and you're going deeper. Uh, and it's difficult, and it's challenging. But we're going to dig into that today, and Lord, I know the one thing that you are wanting to say to your people is that they are 
loved. And Lord, whether they are here in person or watching online this morning, we want you to know you are loved, church, by an almighty God. Lord, as we worship you this morning, may we worship you in spirit and in truth. May we just put down the facade, put down the mask, put down pretending, and Lord, just be real and authentic with you this morning. Lord, move in this house. Do what only you can do as we make room for you. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people said, amen. Amen. Robin, would you and your team lead us in worship this morning? Anybody facing a battle today? Sometimes those battles are pretty fierce. I want to read a scripture verse from Isaiah 27, verse 1 and 2. In that day, the Lord will punish with his sword, his fierce, great, and powerful sword, Leviathan, the gliding serpent, Leviathan, the coiling serpent. He will slay the monster of the sea. In that day, sing about a fruitful vineyard. Just a simple illustration as we sing this next song, Sea of Victory and Surrounded. Whose sword is it in this passage? It's the Lord's sword. How many times when we're facing a fight or a battle do we get out our own sword and we just start swinging away at things? It could be people, it could be family member, it could be friends. But the verse, second verse says, Sing about a fruitful vineyard. Got a couple notes here. Now, which one looks more powerful? (laughs) We want to take the sword a lot of times and just start swinging away. But God says, there's power. Our job is to sing our praise to the Lord. You want to know how we fight our battles? We fight by praising and worshiping the Lord. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but God's got his sword, and he's ready to fight for us. So are you ready to sing? Are you ready to get your notes out and sing to the Lord? Because that's how victory is going to come this morning. Weapon that may form, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. No, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Backing down from any giant 
This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I fight my how we fight our battles. Sing it out. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. This is how I fight. This is how I fight my back and forth just lift up your own individual worship God we worship you we give you praise hallelujah come on raise your voices to the Lord use your voice that God gave you give him thanks give him praise tell the Lord how good he is in your life whatever you're facing know that the sword is the Lord's and he is greater you may feel like you're in deep waters and you can't get out, but God is directing our steps. He knows our way and we can trust him in the path that he is bringing us on. Thank you, Lord.
You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may
me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. And take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence. Oh, sing it again. Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. God, we surrender to swords to you and we give you our worship spirit leading me spirit deeper where my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the prayer one last time spirit lead me spirit lead me where my trust is without borders and we walk something a little bit different today. If you can just be seated, but keep that that heart of worship. We're going to make some transitions up here uh, on the platform with our worship team because I've asked them to do a bit of special music here in just a moment. Um, let me just kind of recap last week a little bit uh, before we move forward. Last week's message was a heavy message. It was a difficult message. Um, as we talked about trauma in our life, the fact that God just had this moment where he stopped and just said, look, I, I see the damage. I see that there are people with, with masks on and you're pretending things are good, but I see the heart and the issues and realizes, God realized that there are things inside of us that he wants to change in us. 
He wants to deal with that. He wants to bring about healing. And the response to last week's message is far greater than I could ever imagine. The first thing I want to tell you is, is one, that God is proud of you, but your pastor is exceptionally proud of you for hearing what God was speaking and saying, look, I'm going to respond. And one of the things we talked about is finding someone to share, someone to share what, what's going on and the issues and the stuff going on in your life or in your marriage or, or, or in the past, and to go, I just need to let you know there's some trauma here. Abuse, hurts, and sins. And, and that leads us to where we're at today. And, and as you were sharing, one, I want you to know that what you've shared with us and with other leaders here at the church, we're, we're not sharing that today. We would never do that. We're not here to betray your trust. Um, but I just want to speak for just a moment about where a lot of you are at right now emotionally. For some of you, you you've unburdened yourself this last week and began to share with some people like, here's, here's some things that are going on. And when we begin to do that, when we begin to be honest with God and honest with others that genuinely care about us, there there's, comes that sense of freedom, like, oh, man, I shared. And then right behind that, there is this, there's this level of, of where the enemy comes in and he almost guilts you. And he says, oh, they'll never look at you the same way. And you'll want to run. There's this, there is this feeling of wanting to run. And I just want to tell you, don't run away. Don't abandon with you and do something greater. And here's the thing. You might feel like right now, like you, you, it's just all exploded. And like, it's just this giant mess in front of you. And that's okay. Because my mama always used to tell me that sometimes to clean up a mess, you got to make a bigger mess. When I was Chi Alpha director, a missionary on the campus of South Dakota State University with my wife, uh, we, I went to go visit one of our leaders from our college ministry, and I went up to his dorm room. He had a dorm room to himself, and when I knocked on the door and he opened the door, I was so shocked because he had had a motorcycle that was not running. Well, Jeff's laughing because he, he knows who I'm talking about, um, and, and I opened it up, and he had this motorcycle that was not, was not running well, and I'm like, Adam... What's going on? Because when he opened the door, he had all these tarps laid out all over his dorm room, and he had this motorcycle completely pulled apart. I don't know if there were two screws put together. Like, it was just like, it looked like one of those things when you pull out, like, from a store, a piece of furniture, like an entertainment center, and it's got all the pieces and all this. It's all laid out like that on his floor, and I was like, man, what's going on? He's like, well, there was a knock in the engine. I just thought I'd, you know, take it all apart and clean it up and put it back together again. But it was a huge mess. I mean, it was organized, but it was a mess. And three days later, he had that thing all back together and was driving it on the street. But sometimes we've got to make a mess. Maybe a different illustration, a way to look at it is, is we probably all have a closet at home that, that's the, 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 the put-all closet. We just shove it in the closet because we, we don't want to clean it. We don't want to mess with it. Oh, my goodness, somebody's coming over. We'll just hide it in the closet. But then there comes that day where it's like, okay, we're going to clean the closet today. And you start, taking, you start finding stuff you didn't even know you had, and it's like it's now filled up your entire... You're trying to figure out how that little closet fills your entire living room. I see all the nods, heads. And that's kind of where we're at this morning. Like, all of this stuff is out. Now, what do we do? What do we do? I want to tell you, we're going to start walking down a road of healing. God's going to start speaking to us, giving us direction, helping us out. For some of you this morning, you feel like, I don't even know what to do now. 
Like, I've realized that I'm broken. I realize that there's hurt and there's pain, but where do we go? Earlier this week, my wife heard this song on the radio. In fact, it's just recently released to the radio. It was just written at the end of last year. And when I heard this song instantly, it was as if God took last week's service and had some songwriters write about it directly to us. And so I just want to take a moment. Let's stay in that mode of worship. Uh, And I've asked these guys if they would just play this song for us um, called Fall On Me. And we're not asking you to sing it, but would you just hear the words that are being spoken? Because I believe this is the message for our church right now for this season. God has orchestrated all this to come together. Guys, would you play that song for us this morning?
When you feel a little lost now Don't remember who you are now You can run into my arms You can fall, you can fall on me I ain't ever gonna leave you So don't keep another secret Oh, your tears aren't a weakness You can fall, you can fall on me You will always be, you will always be the one that I can call, the safest place to fall for me. wants you to know that you're loved and you are in the right place today. There's this place where we get to where we'll say, God, we're going to open ourselves up. We're going to be more honest with you, more honest with ourselves, more honest with others and who we are and what we're going through. And when you're at that place in those moments, it is this place of vulnerability. It is this place where you feel like you are exposed. And in that place, you can feel some confusion, and that is what God wants to speak to you about today. Are you ready for God to start healing us? Amen. Amen. Let's go to the deep places with God this morning. Amen? All right, so we're talking about breakthrough, and this morning's message is called Directionally Challenged. Team Timothy, they've got years of experience of the New Testament. He is talented, he is gifted, but most of all, he is anointed by God. God has called him to do this. Paul has made room in his life. God has done great things in Paul. Because remember, we talked about some of the trauma that he's had to work through. He's, Paul has made room for God to do things in him. And now God is doing some extraordinary, incredible things through him. The same things that God wants to do in your life. He wants to do something in you and then do something through you, Right? And the fact is, is that God will always do something deeper in you before he does something more powerfully through you. So let's take a look here. In, verse, in Acts chapter 16 and verse 4, it says this, And they traveled from town to town. They delivered uh, the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. We talked about that a few weeks ago uh, for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in numbers. This sounds great. The church is off and running in these areas. They are, they're being built. People's lives are being touched and changed. It's all good. Now Luke joins them. So now we've got four, at least four of these guys together, and they start running into some barriers. Let's take a look at that in verse 6. Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the, kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter, 
Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed to Mysia and went down to Traos. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of, Ma- of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This is actually one of my favorite portions of Scripture right here. I love this passage. How many of you here suffer from being directionally challenged? Anybody? Oh, there's a few honest people. Okay. How many of you know somebody who's directionally challenged? Okay. How many of you are sitting next to somebody who's directionally challenged? Aha, yes. Marriage counseling. We need to start investing in that. I can see that now. Um, Your spouse just totally... I like the fact that nobody raised their hand and then both spouses raised their hand to the last question. Like, I'm not directionally challenged. Yes, you are. Um, So look, we've all been directionally challenged from time to time. In fact, it is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm excited to watch the game today, all the crazy commercials. I think it's going to be fun. I've got an illustration about being directionally challenged where, where we've got a football player and he, he, he starts running the wrong way. Let's, let's watch this clip together. So a high school football player shared a video of him tackling his own teammate. Oh, so here it no. is. Well, the other player made a great interception, but he ran the wrong direction. So there he goes. You see his own guy chasing him down here. He tackles him at the 10. <laughs> Someone on the sidelines right there is just losing it. That would have been a, a safety. I agree. have been two points for the other team had he made it all the way to the end zone. I, so he didn't You guys can cut that so. clip. Um, that, that coach is not happy. <laughs> like, we intercept the ball and you run it the wrong direction. What? Um, thank goodness for his teammate, you know, because it saved them from chaos there. They could have lost two points on that play because this guy just got, he got so excited, picked off that ball, got so excited, totally directionally challenged, had no idea where to run. I remember feeling that way, um, having a loss of direction. We all suffer from a loss of direction from time to time. We lived in South Dakota. I remember one. See, South Dakota is different, like especially on the, the east side of the state because people were like, oh, Pastor, are you going to do okay coming out here and living out here? Yeah, it's cold in the winter here, but not like it was in Brookings, South Dakota, where for three weeks, because we have wind blocks, trees. And in South Dakota, they don't have a lot of those. It's just fields. It's like the winter is like a white desert. It's, it's horrible. Uh, and we would have these things called whiteouts. And I remember once I was on a back road. I was driving along. We knew we were going to get some weather that day, uh, but I had to take this country road to get to my destination. I'm going along. You can see everything. It's totally great. It's awesome. And almost just at a snap of a finger, whiteout. And I mean, this, this picture doesn't even do it justice because it was worse than this. The only thing you could see is the end of the car. And that's it. No road, no, all all of a sudden, all of my landmarks are gone. I can't tell if I'm on the road or off the road, and it's this weird, have you ever been there? And it's like, it's, you you can't tell what speed you're going. Your speedometer says one thing, but you can't, there's no, there's no sense of, of speed. So you don't know, you, you're like, I'm holding the wheel still, but you have no directional perception. So you can be going, I'm, I'm holding, I hope that the road was straight, you know, it's like, it's, it just disappears. And you don't want to stop because all of a sudden a car, truck comes behind you, a semi-truck, and they, they plow into you because they can't see you. And, 
it's this total scary thing where you just feel a, a total loss of directions, a, lo- a loss in your senses, and you just don't know what to do. And, and you're just kind of praying that it lets up because if, if things remain like that for too long, that's incredibly dangerous. And so it's one thing when we lose our physical sense of direction. But what about when we lose our direction in life? And we feel like, I've lost my purpose. I've lost my existence. Maybe it's, uh, for a lot of men, sometimes it's when, if we ever lose a job, um, we, we all of a sudden we'll find ourselves directionless because our purpose sometimes is so wrapped up in, in our work that we go, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Or when we lose a spouse, when a spouse passes away, or maybe you go through a divorce and you can just feel this loss of direction, this loss of sense of life. We lose a loved one. We, we, we lose a ministry. Um, you know, all these different things can happen. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we had dreams and we had ideas and, and we thought we were going in one direction. And then all of a sudden it's like, smack, something happens and it's a loss of direction. It's kind of like when, whenever you, you, you lose your, your air. Have you ever done this where you get, get hit and all of a sudden you're, you're gasping for air? And it's embarrassing because you feel like you're going to die and you're, you're trying to get the, get the air in your lungs. It's kind of that same way, but instead of in our lungs, it's just it's in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart. We're spiritually, emotionally, mentally, we're going through a whiteout. We're disoriented. And when God's doing a deep work in your life or a deep healing or he's dealing with issues in your life, it can kind of feel that same way. Like, I just don't know what to do, where to turn. I feel lost. Our, our life kind of looks like, like this. It's, it's like a Scooby-Doo mystery board, right? Like, it looks like we've got all these things happening in our life, and, 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 and there's all this direction, and there's there's family stuff, and you know we got to get the kids to basketball practice, and and then you know Valentine's Day. So if you're married, you know Valentine's Day. Did you, have you already thought about Valentine's Day? It's Wednesday, by the way, so you got a couple days. But so you're thinking about that, and then there's all oh, there's family drama. But then over here are all these questions like, how am I going to deal with fill in the blank, or or you know should should I move my family closer to 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 be with other family, or there's those kind of questions, and we've got all the responsibilities, like, what am I going to do about my job? How am I going to pay these bills? I've got all that paperwork that I've been putting off and off and off, and then we've got work-life balance and those things going. You've got projects due at work, and you're trying to figure out where your kids are going to go to school, and you got that going on, and then ministry. You know, I've got my abilities, and my, should I tithe? Should I, and we've got all of those issues, and so, so gee, and and all that's going on, and in the midst of that, God's trying to speak to us, and he's speaking things into our life, like Romans 2.4 that says his goodness leads us to repentance. We know God is good, but sometimes it's hard for us to believe that when we're going through difficult things and trying to make decisions. And Psalms tells us that he, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up our wounds. And, and when, we do, when we don't know how we're going to possibly pay the bills that are mounting up because we've had these procedures that we weren't planning on, Philippians 4.19 says he provides. And it's this mix of things. And we're, we're trying to connect all of this, and it's going all over the place, and it's, it's messy. And sometimes we just feel directionless. Before I give you the answer, and I'm going to give you all the tools today, 
for us to be in the direction God has for you. We're going to give you every tool that you need before you walk out of this place to be exactly on the direction that God has for you in this moment in your life. All right, so just bear with me. But I want to look at this from a little different angle uh, so that we're all on the same page. We go back to our scripture. We see that Paul, Silas, Timothy are joined by Luke. They've got this missions thing going. They're called by God. They're growing the church. They're preaching the gospel. They're planting churches. This is awesome. This is great. But the problem occurs when they run into barriers. And again, that passage of scripture says, and having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia, and so they, they hit one barrier. So they go further down the border, and they're, they're going along, and then all of a sudden it's like the Spirit of Jesus would not allow us to go to them. Okay, we're running into barriers. Paul and his companions are experienced ministers. They know what they're doing, and they understand the calling. And they are convinced that, hey, you know where we should go? We should go east. Because these guys have never heard the gospel. There are no churches over there. Let's go east because it makes sense. It makes logistical sense. God wants to reach those people, doesn't he? Right? That's what God wants those people to know him. And it's rational. Hey, we're already this far east. Let's just keep going east. We got a long ways before we reach an ocean. Let's just keep going in this direction. It all makes sense. It's practical, it's rational, it's logical. Except for the fact that God does not want them to go in that direction. And Luke explains it with two, two passages here, two phrases. The Holy Spirit kept us from, and the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. He, and it's vague. It's vague. Like, what was the deal? I, I don't think it was an angel coming to them and going, guys are going the wrong way. He'd write that. He'd write that. That's not what's happening. So we're led to believe that the reason that, 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 that they, they sense that the Spirit's not letting them, it has to do with life circumstances. Something's showing up. The bridge is out. The border's closed. They've got a flat tire. The tire fell off the cart. I don't know. The horse keeled over. I I don't know the details. We're not given the details, but we know this. God, for some reason, is saying no to going in this direction that makes logistical sense. He says, no, you can't go that way. But they just keep trying to go east. They just keep saying, we're going east, we're going east, this is the way to go. And eventually the Holy Spirit needed to be more direct with them. And he has this vision of this man from Macedonia. And do you know where Macedonia is from the direction they're trying to go? 180 degrees difference. They're going, we're going east, baby. Come on, we've got this. But it's not working, it's not working out. Finally, the Holy Spirit goes, guys, I need you way over here. You're going in completely the wrong direction. You're wanting to do all the right things. If we are like Paul and his companions, experienced ministers. These guys were the top of the top. There was nobody better at doing missions work than preaching, than planting churches, than these guys. They are the elite, the top of the top. And I wonder if sometimes we do exactly what they do, did here. And we ignore the Holy Spirit when he puts up barriers. Because we tend to go, well, there's a barrier, the devil put it there. 
because it's what we want to do in the name of Jesus. This is my idea. These are my, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm doing all the things that I'm wanting to do. I'm, I'm going to launch my ministry, and this is what I'm going to do. And we say, we do it in the name of Jesus. We're just like, man, just, you know, Jesus put the sticker stamp approved on it, and let's go. And we run into barriers, and we're like, oh, the devil. The devil's the one who's not letting me move forward with this. Or somebody will come along in your life, maybe a spiritual leader, maybe a family member, and they'll start speaking into your life and going, hey, you know, maybe it's not the right season. Maybe it's not the right time. And you'll go, get behind me, Satan, because you're hindering me from doing what God's called me to do. But if you have people in your life that know Jesus and they're not there to push their own agenda, they're there just to see you fulfilled with what God's calling you to do, maybe we should heed their wisdom. Because maybe God's going, hey, great heart, great idea, I love your passion, but it's not the right time to reach Asia for whatever reason. Maybe God's sending other missionaries there. Maybe God's doing something else in that region. Where I need you is I need you over here, and I need you ministering to these people. And sometimes I think God speaks to us, and we're like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing. I've got Jesus, and i got a plan, and i got an idea. And, and God goes, no, 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 no. I don't need you serving here. I don't need you doing those things. I need you over here, and I need you serving this way so that I can heal the things that need to be healed in you. Because here's the thing, maybe there were things that these guys needed to run through first. Maybe there was things that God needed to do in their personal life, in Timothy's life, in Paul's life, before they could go to Asia. Maybe Asia wasn't ready to receive the gospel yet. Maybe God, I know God was working there already, right? God's always working on things way before we are. The timing wasn't right. Like, I, I look at when, when I came here to be your lead pastor, the former lead pastor had to leave. I had to resign my position. All those pieces had to play out at exactly the right time for that to happen. And when people said, ah, oh, you're going to be in ministry six months after you, after you leave, leave this church, you'll be in another church. And I knew that God was saying, hey, we're going to take the long way around because I need to work in you and I need to work in wherever I'm sending you until the time is right. So I learned how to stop pushing and start listening for God. What if there's barriers right now that you're up against? Maybe you're thinking God wants you to go in one direction, but really it's a different direction that he's calling you to. We often think that God's goal for us is to get to the goal as quick as possible, but that's not his goal. His goal is for us to follow him. When the people, uh, uh, the Hebrew people left Egypt, there was a direct route to get to the promised land. They could have got there. It wouldn't have taken hardly any time at all. But God spoke to Moses and said, we got to take the people the long way around because if we take them the short route, it's all going to be chaotic. It will be a giant mess. They will leave because they are not ready for the battles that we would have to face if we go the short route. So they took the long way around when really they could have got, God knows better than we do, fruitful. God's not holding you back because he's a bully or because he's like, you know, you're just such a jerk. I'm just going to punish you. That's not God's attitude. He loves us. He loves you. 
if there's a barrier in your way that the Holy Spirit has put up, there is a purpose and a reason for it, and we need to learn how to be redirected. Some of you are thinking this this morning. Great job, Pastor. Now every single person in our church is directionally challenged. We rather have, we have issues with healing, we're exposed, we're in that place that you talked about, the Scooby-Doo board, or we're up against something and we can't move forward, and now we feel like, oh, great, this might be God, this might not be. How do we figure this all out? I'm going to help you figure it out right now, because our goal is to get on his direction. I'm going to ask uh, Robin and Tyler, would you guys come up? They're going to help me, help me figure this out. All of us are, are gifted in different ways. But the greatest gift you have is your life. It's not your talent. It's not the tools that you carry. It's not the knowledge that you have. Your greatest gift is your life. And a life surrendered to Christ, a life continually surrendered to Christ, is the greatest thing that we can possibly give to God. Now, if Tyler starts playing, and you can go and play, that sounds pretty good. And he can think that he's on tune, but if he's got one chord that's, that's not, can you just play us? Yeah, now play. Uh, but we can keep moving forward even though the, it's out of tune. We, I got my own little song that I'm playing and I'm just going to keep serving God. And, and can we just hand out some earplugs and we'll be all right? So how does, how does Tyler put his life back in tune? How does he get back on the direction that God has for him? See, the best way to do that, he could, play, he could mess around and try to figure this out on his own. But if Tyler changes his direction... And he looks back towards God. And God is always in tune. God is always in the right direction. And if he can play that same chord, they can sync up the chord to where they sound the same. And you know where Tyler is? He's right back where God wants him to be. And then Tyler can play. And it's in tune with God. Thanks, guys. You guys can actually stick around up here because I think we're going to play that song again in just a few moments that we played in just, just a little while ago. How we get back into direction with God, the first step is for us to turn and acknowledge him. It's this word called submission. It's this place of being vulnerable and saying, God, I don't have it all figured out. I know I've got plans and an agenda and all those kind of things, and I'm trying to honor you. I'm trying to serve you. But I realize it is really easy for me to get out of tune and lose my direction with you. So what we have to do is we've got to turn to God on a daily basis. How do you keep in tune? You stay humble and you keep turning back to God. We keep, we keep trying to hear him. So how do we, how do we hear him? How do we, how do we hear the tone that God is speaking? How do we find direction? Well, we're going to go over here to God's will window. And if you've been here a long time, you've, this is an illustration I've used before, but I want to bring it out again. In this top panel here, we've, we've got different things that God uses to speak to us. We want God to speak to us, amen? 
He's not a silent. He, he's not a silent God. He's not a dead God. He's a living God who speaks, and he loves to speak to his people. So how do you can come to church, and you can still have that we have people in our life that don't have their own agenda, right? And you can come to church, and you can still have people full of their own agenda, but people who are influencing our life that genuinely care about us, that genuinely want the best for us, they want what God wants for us. And so we have the influence of others, but, but the influence of others by itself is not enough. Because you can have people say things and go, that's spiritual. They can take a passage out of the Bible to completely take it out of context, which we talked about a few weeks ago, and they can give you the worst advice ever. So that's not enough. So another way God speaks to us is through life circumstances. And those can be good or bad circumstances. God can use it all. He's super creative. He is the Pinterest king. All right? He is crafty, and he uses stuff, and he recycles it. He'll take something that's hurtful and damaging in our life, and he'll turn it around, and he will make it blossom something beautiful in our life. He'll take something that we look at as a deficit, and God will go, I'll make it your greatest strength in your life, and my power will flow through you in that area. And so God will use life circumstances, but this is still not enough. Because the influence of others' life circumstances, we can still be way off from where God wants us to be. Well, the leading of the Spirit. And obviously, our, two, our guys here, our team, twice the leading of the Spirit went, absolutely, you cannot come in here. Probably using life circumstances. But we've all had moments where we felt like we've known something that we shouldn't know. Where God will give us wisdom. Where God will give us a feeling and go, something's not right. He'll bring conviction into our life. That's the leading of the Spirit. Or you can be like Nick and go to Japan, have no idea where you're going. In a, in a city that's basically the size of a state, walk around and he's like, oh yeah, I got to go to this building. I can't read any, any, any Japanese at all. Just get on this train, get off. He's like, he told the story. He's like, he's just walking around. He's like, I just felt like I'll go right, I'll go left, I'll go right. He ends up in front of the building he's supposed to be in. There's no way to explain that except for the leading of the Spirit. I do suggest you take a roadmap with you if you're traveling to a place you don't know, okay? Because God likes us to use common sense as well. But that's still not enough. Because we've got to have an understanding of God's word. Where we're reading or we're listening to it, and I shared the statistics with you last week, people who, who get into God's word four times a week have such a different outlook. It's, it's just, we, we can mathematically map it out how much it changes people's lives. Four times or more if you get into God's word. That's why devotionals are important. And there's all these tools on your phone. You can get podcasts. We have right now media available to you. You can watch the message over again. Whatever it might be, however you get that word into your life, it's important for us to get God's word in our life. But here's the best thing. These don't all just work by themselves. They work together to show us God's will. Because if you take the first letter of all these, the word of God, which is the most important, the influence of others, life experiences, and leading of the Holy Spirit, do you know what that spells? Will. God's will for your life. So when we view these things, we open the window and we view those three things through the word of God, it's a pretty good idea that we're going to be exactly where we're supposed to be. But for this all to work, church, it does require effort on our part. 
It does require us to be vulnerable to God, and it requires us to be honest with ourself, with others, and most importantly, with God. There are a lot of people who fill churches every week who are not honest with themselves, honest with others, or honest with God. And they are spiritually starving and dying. But I will tell you, if you're there this morning, this is how you begin to find direction. You know what God wants this morning? He wants, not just this morning, he wants you to talk with him. It's prayer. And I think sometimes the church has made prayer into like this thing that's like some type of Harry Potter spell. Like you've got to say all the right words in exactly the right order for God to move in your life. What a bunch of hooey and bogusness. You know what prayer is? God, here I am. I am screwing things up. you got to rescue me. That's prayer. It's honest conversation with God. It's allowing you not just to share your heart, but to take a moment and just hear for his voice to speak into your spirit. That's prayer. Getting into God's word, we already covered that. And you know what? Seeking wise counsel. It's not about your agenda, and it's not about the person that you're seeking uh, wise counsel from. It's not about their agenda. It's about God's agenda. And can I tell you, our leadership here it's not about our agenda. It's not about you coming on board and, oh, make my dreams and my ministry come to reality. That is backwards. Our goal of our leadership team and our staff is that we would empower you to find what God wants for your life. God has great things for you, great plans. We want to empower you to find them. When we say, hey, we don't think this is a good idea, it's not because we're trying to hurt you. It's because we're trying to keep you from driving off the road. Because <laughs> we have a little bit of life experience. Now, we're not perfect. But when you put all of that together, like some of you like, are going to go home, you're going to have some type of Super Bowl meal today. Like, I always find the best meals are like when you take the stuff in the fridge and you put it in a crock pot together and you melt it, and it's like, that's good stuff. Best meal I ever had was from a pastor's family in Mexico. It looked horrible. It was this giant wok-looking bowl on top of a gas grill outside, and they had beans, and they had peppers, and they had meat, and they had chicken and beef, and they had hot dog bits, and it looked weird. It looked really weird. This pastor family took, they had, they had chickens. They had killed, they had slaughtered every chicken that they owned to feed our missions team. And can I tell you, I, I don't think it was so much the ingredients in the bowl, but it was the fact that they gave and they loved on us because we came to bring the gospel to their people and their community. To this day, it's the best meal I've ever eaten in my life. Guys, we just got to be honest, and we got to put all these pieces together in the bowl. And it may not look pretty, but I guarantee you it's functional. <laughs> and it's life-giving. It's life-giving. Would you stand to your feet this morning as we get ready to close service? So many of you have been so vulnerable this week. And again, I applaud you. I'm like, yes! You don't have to fight this alone, but don't let the devil shame you 
and run you out the door because, oh no, they know my secret. It's okay. It's okay. We don't look at you any different. We are not afraid to get dirty with you because Jesus got dirty with people. He pulled up his sleeves and he got into the mud where they were and said, come on, let me give you a hand up and let's get you in the right direction. The woman with the issue of blood was unclean in everybody's mind except for Jesus. The prostitute sitting on the street that was being shamed and shunned and getting ready to be tough time find direction. The woman at the well who was looking for love in all the wrong places just needed a little bit of direction from Jesus and became the world's first evangelist and won her entire community to Christ. One afternoon changed somebody's life that much. It's an incredible amount of healing. But she had to be vulnerable. All these people that we read about with great miracles all had to be vulnerable. In church, it's okay to be vulnerable. Because God has a hope for you. He has a future for you. He wants to love on you. He wants to tell you, you're doing awesome. But Jeff and I were goofing around, and we did this thing, and we were, we were playing this game the other day at my house, and, and it was a video game. And all of a sudden, there's this flower, and it said, you're doing amazing. And we laughed so hard. And I told him, I said, I want this flower for my desk, that when I'm feeling horrible, I can just tap it and just go, you're doing amazing. <laughs> That's been our phrase ever since. You're doing amazing. I just want you to hear that voice from God's perspective for you. You're doing amazing. We're on a journey together with God, and we're going to make it through. Church, let me pray for you this morning. Let's pray over our offering at the same time. God, we might feel directionless from time to time, but God, you are always pointed to true north for our life. God, we thank you that you are a God who loves us and gives us direction. Maybe for some of us this morning, we came into this house and we're feeling like it's like a whiteout. I can't tell where I'm going. I'm directionless. Maybe for some of us, we've shared some things this last week and, and we're beginning to allow you into these deeper places and we're, we're feeling this sense of loss because we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We're, we, you're changing us. We're no longer who we used to be and, and it'd be really easy to run away, but Lord, I'm staying right here. I'm standing where I need to be because I need you to do the deeper healing, to change who I am. For some of us in this room, maybe we've been running up against boundaries and, and Lord, these, these things that won't let us go in the direction that we think you want us to go. But Lord, if it's your hand keeping us from going to these places, your plan is bigger and better than my plan. So Lord, help me to hear your voice, to tune my life to you, to give me direction, to put these tools that we talked about, our, our relationship with others and, and the ability to allow life influences and, and the ability of the leading of the Spirit to, to put that in the perspective of God's Word. And Lord, give me direction for my life. Lord, for some in this room, all they need to do in this moment is stand, is just stand for you to just wait until the directions are clear from you. Just to allow us time to breathe in your presence, to spend time with you. Lord, help us to have prayers where we speak 
the truth. We're just exposing ourselves. We're just being honest. It's not about these fancy prayers. It's just about talking with you and letting you talk with us. We want to be real with you, Lord. Lord, as we leave this place and as we watch the game this afternoon or whatever else that we do, as we go and have lunch, Lord, help us to hear your voice, to find direction. And Lord, we pray over our offering today that, Lord, we give out of a heart of generosity. Lord, as we give, Lord, I pray that you would give the church leadership wisdom on how to spend your finances correctly to do the most ministry that we possibly can do. But Lord, we'd be able to do more than we ever thought we could possibly do, that you would enable us. Lord, I pray over a blessing for those who give this morning. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. amen. And as you leave this morning, we're gonna have our team play that song, but you are officially dismissed today. Highs and lows and in between, you're the one who's there for me. When I hurt and when I bleed, you make it better. You make it better. You will always be. You Another secret. Oh, 
I can't stand.